0: fellow adventurers. Welcome to a Nat One Life podcast series called Homebrew Heals. Here, my sister Amanda and I will talk about our different journeys we have taken or are still on to resolve our medical issues. From gut issues to skin issues, we have experienced a lot in our 30 years. We do not have any medical backgrounds, but feel we have rolled high enough in our investigation and health checks and want to share our experiences with you. So come along this journey with us and see what we discover together.
1: Dubai, this one so sarah yesterday i was reading and i was doing some research on mental health and i came across a quote that i really love and it really made me think about our uh, loot the booty segment on homebrew heels um yeah. and it's a quote by mark twain and he said when we remember we are all mad the mysteries disappear and life stands explained. What well, do you think about one. that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we all have to admit that we're, we all go through something at some point in our lives.
1: Like, mm-hmm. we are all human. We're all a little cray cray. Right. No one's perfect. Yeah to me what it how it spoke to me or how it resonated was really what we're trying to do like bring awareness by sharing by talking and when we all share in this experience that we're all a little bit crazy or we all poop a little funny or whatever the case may be that all of a sudden all these mysteries are gone like we become that layer is peeled back and we become our true selves and and if everybody shared and talked about their madness so to speak they're crazy, that we'd all be a little more honest and open and understanding because we've had those discussions. Well, and talk about relief too. Like, yeah, could you
0: imagine having something bottled up inside of you for a long period of time? Like, it's just, for me to find out that somebody's going through the same issues and that when we talk about it, they can truly relate. Like I feel so relieved.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can always hear it in your voice whenever you and I have one of those true moments where maybe we hadn't talked about something yet or we hadn't talked about the details and you'll say something or I'll say something and we're both like, Oh my God. Yes. yes yeah. Yeah. It's exactly it. And it's like how, you know, you've been my sister for 30 years. Likewise, you know, same obviously, <laughs> but for as long as you've been alive. And we haven't once... That means that in all of our life together, we had not once talked about that specific thing. Right. And that baffles me because we talk regularly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and we're making a career out of talking. So, it it's just... I don't know. Oh, it's just the that, like, that we keep. <laughs> yes. So it, that that quote just really stood out to me um, that we need to talk about things. And one of the things you and I had talked about and you were really astute at bringing this up early on in the Loot the Booty podcast is uh, how intertwined mental health is with poop problems
0: yeah i mean for our listeners if you have been with us since the beginning and if not i highly recommend that you check out our beginning episodes because we very early on started talking about how our gut and poop issues
1: were causing some mental issues or uh, heartache i should say yeah and by like how it became cyclical almost
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: And so I think it was really uh, amazing and organic how we started talking to people about their poop problems. And um, again, going back and listening to some of those um, interviews would be very beneficial. But this common thread of mental health kept coming in and out. And then this next interview that you guys are, this interview you guys are about to hear, it really kind of nailed the crossover where- issues and this person's mental health are the same yeah they don't have problems unless they're having mental health problems and so it was really intriguing
0: yeah and I think it's going to be the perfect way to kick off this new series for homebrew heels pursuing your patronus
1: what is a patronus let's explain that to our listeners first in case they're not harry potter lovers. Yeah, Which exactly. You should, should be. So go get those books, too. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, so for your Patronus in Harry Potter, the lovely Harry Potter, uh, you are introduced to this entity called Dementors. And they are complete sadness. They are void of any happiness. And because of that, they go around and they suck the happiness out of uh, random people or In the books, they're guards for a jail. And so, in order to fight them off, you have to think of the happiest moment in your life. And it produces this Patronus, which
1: is in the form of an animal, and it fights them off. it's beautiful imagery, you know, like conjuring up this happy moment in order to combat this immense sadness that is overwhelming you and can kill you ultimately. Like if you don't know the spell or it will drive you mad. So we talked to Kelsey and her poop problems were directly related to her mental health. And so we thought this would be a great way to introduce pursuing your patronus, our mental health discussion to bring awareness to everyday struggles that people experience and how they can impact their bodies physically. um, And also some of those cyclical struggles that people experience and that they might not share with people that they hide.
0: But ultimately it's one of those things where it's like, should they be hiding it? I mean, we hope that for you listeners, if you're struggling with mental awareness and you're not quite sure what to do or you're not comfortable taking the next steps to, bettering yourself, we're uh, hoping that this gives you strength and courage to do so.
1: Yep, and like Mark Twain said, just remember we're all a little mad. All a little mad down here. Did you poop today? couple times. Nice. Ooh, nice. A couple times. Now, was it nice or no. was it excruciating or runny and nasty and, uh, you know? So I'm a pretty, pretty well,
2: I kind of hop back and forth between runny and not like the very opposite. Constipated. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So today well, for about a week now it's just been like peeing out of my butt.
1: Oh, that's me on the rig, so I understand that. Oh, I I hate that.
2: That's the worst. Yeah. Just right now. But you sometimes you're different. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm like you. I flip flop between the two. I
2: think I'd prefer the not constipated version.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh I get really bad cramps when I'm constipated, like, I can feel it traveling through my intestine. Yeah,
2: and you're like, this is the worst. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, you pooped a couple times.
2: Yeah, yeah, a couple times. Um, I think that a lot of it for me is, like, stress and anxiety. Mm. I, like, cannot hang on to any nutrients when I am mm. super, super anxious. It's like I eat, and, like, a couple hours later, it's something's coming out of my body.
1: Mm. And have you... um talk to a doctor about that at all?
2: No. Okay. No. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad has really bad gastrointestinal issues. Okay. So I am pretty convinced that it's probably just a genetic problem Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So I haven't talked to anybody about it. I, I know that I need to drink more water and change my diet and I probably exercise. I don't know if that has anything to do with pooping. Yeah,
1: it yeah. helps with digestion.
2: Yeah, sure. so I probably should be doing all those things and like I know I need to change my diet cuz I eat like I'm 5 years old. Like oh, I'm no. like chicken nuggets. You're delicious. <laughs> yeah, and then right? I'm like why am I shitting my pants? I don't know cuz I'm too old to live off of chicken nuggets maybe. <laughs> right, maybe. So I um I haven't talked to a doctor to answer
1: your question. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting to me because now I have a question that just sprung to my mind. And is it that people that only do those things poop regularly and nicely? Cause that doesn't make sense to me. I feel like we've talked to people that yeah. do poop normal and still eat like shit and still yeah. like, it has more to do with, I think how your guts right. are processing stuff. And <clears throat> because I do think that, what you just said is a perfect example about why people don't talk about what they're experiencing right. and why they don't seek help because they're like, well, God, I just, you know, if I just exercise and eat, yeah, right, exactly. yes, if you were a perfect human, which doesn't exist, everybody, right. if you were a perfect human, then yeah, of course you would shit, right? Because you're a perfect fucking human, right? but we're not. And like none of us are. And so I'm not convinced that that's, that, that's yeah. the issue. You
2: know, I'm, I should talk to the doctor. So, well, here's my other problem right. is since I uh, started staying home with the children. Yeah. I haven't gone to the doctor. Russ put me on his insurance since yeah. I no longer have my prior one. And um, his work previously paid for 100% of him and a spouse. Yeah. But I carried the kids. So, by adding the kids, our monthly insurance cost is going to go to, like, 600 bucks a month yeah. mm-hmm. for the good plan. So, yeah. we opted for the shitty plan. That's only about 150 bucks a month for all of us. But now we have a $4,000 deductible and, like, all of these issues that I'm like, well, we just lost out on my $50,000 a year income. Mm-hmm. So, we – I'm not, like, I'm not going to the doctor, basically. I'm back to – not taking care of myself. Yeah. Oh, I'm not taking any of my anxiety meds. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, we can't afford this.
1: My anxiety would be out of control. What's tomorrow gonna bring? Maybe it'll be okay. Maybe it won't. Which couples Maybe with my bowel
2: problem. Exactly. Like, I'm
1: like, I, uh, I wake
2: up and I'm like, how many times am I gonna almost shit my pants today? Right. You're <laughs> like, cleaning the kitchen. You're like, oh, that yeah. runs to
1: the bathroom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but I drink coffee because. Right. She's gonna make it worse. It's the whole kind of day, so yeah. I'm not sure if I want to every that day.
0: day. <laughs> so how long have you been having these issues for?
1: Most of my adult
2: life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say probably since I was like 19. So. 13 years.
0: 13 years. And was there anything like? Um,
2: 12 years. I can't do math. I don't know. Several years.
0: Um, when did you
2: have your first kid? When I was 21. 21? Yeah. Okay. But, strangely though, my anxiety didn't start, so my anxiety poops didn't start until I had Eleanor. I was pregnant with her. Okay. Mm. And it's, I have never suffered from depression or anxiety until I got pregnant with her. I never had acne until I got pregnant with her. She destroyed everything. Yeah. yeah, bitch, right? Yeah. I just, like see a zit and
1: I'm like, yeah, just do wait, Henry Higgins. <laughs> Pregnancy fucks you up. As yeah. a woman. It totally fucks you up. And then childbirth fucks you up even more. Yeah. So was um, Eleanor a cesarean or was she? She was. Okay. Maddox
2: and Eleanor were both cesarean. Mace and I had vaginally. And the whole time, <laughs> all I
1: could think was don't shit on this doctor. Oh, Sarah shit everywhere. Yeah. I it. thought I was going to, but I was constipated that day. It was, oh, oh, nice. No. <laughs> Once they gave her that epidural, it was like a soft serve. She's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. It just kept coming. And I was like, how could there be, one, that much shit in a person that small? <laughs> <laughs> and two, now I we can... I backed up before we... But two, now we can joke about it. But after the time, I... I was I tried to be such a good sister, because I tried to hide it from yeah, her because it was one did. of her worst fears. Yeah. Just pooping on the table. Oh, it's embarrassing. So she was on her side and she was like laboring and laboring and it started happening and I was like And she had her epidural, <laughs> no, so she probably she didn't, didn't feel it. it. She no. didn't feel it. And no. so like here I am I'm like, like you know, it's happening and I'm like getting towels and I'm like wiping shit. There are no nurses oh, around. We couldn't no. find a nurse. I love you. Yeah. I yeah. just rolled onto my side
0: and was like just <laughs> Get your
1: ice funny. cream cone, guys. Right. <laughs> right. I just want to meet my son. Yeah. yeah I, I, I want exactly. this
0: to be done. Yeah, I'm exactly. tired. yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: at uh, that point, I mean, who even cares? So Eleanor is now four. Five. five. She's five. five on the tenth. I wanna say she's cute. She's cute physically. Oh. <laughs> and she knows she's cute. That's when you really have the anxiety poop. So interesting because yes. like so you were you had anxiety before and that started in since you're whole adults. No, I had anxiety not until
2: I had Eleanor, but I had oh, okay. the shits my whole life oh, before I that. Understand. Okay, I so okay. I hopped back and forth between diarrhea gotcha. and constipation. Yeah, back and forth. <clears throat> However, during that time of my life, I also doing the college thing, I was doing a lot of cocaine
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> and drinking a lot of beer and sure. eating a lot of burritos. Yeah. So my diet wasn't right. I can feel how I can see how diarrhea would have been my norm then. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah, that makes Beer sense. shits are a thing. Burrito shits yeah, are a thing. Probably cocaine that- shits are. I don't know. Maybe someone I've let us about know. Before,
0: yeah. Like, we all love Taco Bell. Right. We know what's going to happen.
2: Exactly. And Bell. that's oh what I would do. So I would, I was in school full time. I was working as a server at Red Robin. And I would get off of work at like 10 or 11. I always had the closing shifts. Yeah. I'd walk back to my condo, get dressed, take the, Train into downtown Seattle. We'd fucking go hard. Mm -hmm. I'd get home at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Wake up Mm -hmm. dying the next day. Taco Bell was across the street from my house. So I'd go get a fucking burrito and a Pepsi. Nurse my hangover. Do a little bit more drugs. And then go to school. And then go to work and do a little bit more drugs. And it was just this. And I wasn't even drinking good beer. I was like PBR. Oh yeah." yeah. It was cheap. Right. Mm, so, I, I, um, like when I was a teenager, it was pretty normal, I yeah. think, but then adult life last started making poor choices. So,
1: were you, um, active in like high school and stuff, like sports and stuff? Not at all. Okay. I no. was just, so Eleanor came along. Yeah. And now suddenly your anxiety and your poops are connected. Uh huh. So, then how did that progress? Like, I don't really know how to answer that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, did you ever do anything about it? Were you testing out diets? Were you... That's what I was wondering. Yeah. No.
2: How did you progress? No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Negatively. I think I went backwards instead of forwards. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just just because that's when all my
2: mental health issues started with her also. And so, I mean, probably not all of them. Mm -hmm. That To say that I wasn't fucked up before I had my daughter is not accurate. Right. (laughs) Um, But... I, I just, by the time I had her and realized what was happening and that something needed to be taken care of that I needed to be taking care of myself, Mm -hmm. I had Mason and Maddox who were three and four, Mm -hmm. and then I had a newborn baby and I moved my grandparents Mm -hmm. in with Russ and I, so Mm -hmm. I was taking care of my grandparents. My grandma was like sick as fuck all the time, like this total senile old lady. It was just A nightmare, and then I had Russ, who I have had more marital issues with probably Mm -hmm. than anyone should. Yeah, and I just didn't. I I still don't make time for myself. Like I'm home all day, right? Mm -hmm. I have all the time in the world, or it feels like I should have more time to take care of myself, and I still don't. Like my taking care of myself is going to my bedroom, walking the door, pulling out my secret snack stash, and Mm -hmm. watching the office. Mm-hmm. And like hiding in my bed, so
1: I'm not uh, taking taking. i to be okay, but then it's if it's all it's, the time. Yeah, and it's and like so, you're not feeding your soul. You're not right. Feeding, and filling I, your cup, however you want to. Yeah,
2: and I think that mm-hmm. that correlates to my gut health issues also yes, because I have this really sedentary life. Am I mm-hmm. saying that correctly? Yes, mm-hmm. you are. Okay, yep. <laughs> really sedentary life where I am at home with my kids because I'm oh no -hmm. and and
1: covid so yeah and it's covid so it's
2: not like i can take them to do fun stuff and yeah we have a yard but like i don't like want to run around my three acres with them playing marvel fighting superheroes and getting hit i
0: tell him i'm like no no mommy doesn't run right I do not like running. Right. It actually will make me start to feel sick. and I like hate it. it. My lungs are burning. I don't
2: run. Yeah, I don't either. I am i can't do it. I'm not a runner. Never right. have been. And then we have a trampoline, which I'm not jumping on the trampoline. I am fat and lazy. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know what mommy will do with you? Watch a Disney princess movie. Mm-hmm. You know what else mommy will do with you? Bake some cookies that she doesn't need that are probably going to make her shit her pants. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I just, um, I don't, yeah, I just don't. So then do,
0: does your poop issues, like, do they, like, bother you? Or are you okay with where you're at? I've reached a
2: point where I don't care anymore. Like, I think I'm so used to it that I'm just, like, whatever.
1: Uh, That's just my
2: life? Yeah, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I just don't. What about, like, fatigue? No, I, well, I kind of have the opposite problem because, i'm also a really emotional eater okay and because i'm always quite emotional it feels like yeah. i'm eating like all the time i mean i've gained like 20 to 25 pounds since we got since mm-hmm. covid started like mm-hmm. i'm just like mm-hmm. and shoving donuts down my throat mm-hmm. I'm like, and then i'm sick you know mm-hmm. and um i i do have fatigue but i don't think it's related to that i think mm-hmm. it's just because of my mental health issues and my not taking care of myself mm-hmm. otherwise. But I do, here's why I brought up the diet earlier. I have several times tried to like convince myself I was going to like get fit. Right. So i like start this workout routine and I change yeah, my diet sure. and I have a lot of friends that are competitive bodybuilders. Yeah. And oh, so nice. they'll be like, live off of chicken breast, rice and broccoli or ground Turkey, rice and broccoli, or, you know, they count their yeah. macros or whatever. So when I have done that, I get super regular, but I also feel better mentally. And I also like all of these things in my life shift and improve. Right. But then some, something happens that just, it all comes crashing down because I let it. And then it's back to shitting my pants and being sad. Mm -hmm. And I think it should be addressed. And I should have gone to my doctor years ago, but you know, I chose not to, and now I'm suffering five years later as a result, and that sucks.
0: It's also something where you might in the future get to the point where you are ready to get back to you. To you, mm-hmm. you can take, you know, those steps to call a doctor or, like, get back to going on to a, a diet mm-hmm. or what have you, whatever you want to do.
2: Whatever works and
1: helps you. Exactly. yeah.
0: So it's not something that, is going to be indefinite by any
1: means. Right. So. Mm-hmm. It's sad because throughout today, like we were telling you earlier, we've interviewed quite a few people today. And one thing that keeps consistently coming up, and it's how fucked up our country is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is I can't do it because of how much it costs. Right. Yeah. I can't afford to take care of myself. I can't afford to take care of myself. Right. That's what, that's what we have heard. Yeah. Yeah. All day from almost every single person that we've talked to. Yeah, I can't do it. How fucked up is that universal health care people? Like, fucking, we need to stop this bullshit. But socialism is scary. Yeah, it's scary because it would be amazing and would help all these people, I don't know, like, give back to the country and help the economy and, you know... Be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's what that shit would be. If we could get everybody in this country healthy because we had universal health care, right. they could contribute to society in right. a way that benefits. Oh my god. Anyway, I could get on a soapbox, but same. Yeah, <laughs> but it is very sad because I hope that this that our audience reaches people in other countries yeah that can talk about the audacity yeah that they have listened to now six people say i can't afford to take care of myself i can't afford to go to a doctor i can't afford to have that procedure i mm-hmm. can't afford to get counseling
0: right or I right even afford the food that i need to eat right in order to not feel like
1: that right right because one of the things was um, and this is now for you you're on one income right mm-hmm. with three kids at home and your grandpa mm-hmm. is at home as well and the cost of food oh it's, it's crazy way
2: cheaper to buy shit food I was just gonna say the budget changes we've made just to like factor in affordable food yeah we're not eating near how we did when I was working yeah not as healthy not as well I mean like our proteins are like, we're having scrambled eggs because mm-hmm. we have chickens.
1: Right. <laughs> so
2: yeah, exactly. Like, this exactly. is fucking stupid. Right. It's just crazy. And it's crazy to me that Russ and I have, I've already stopped taking my medication mm-hmm. because of the cost of Masons. Wow. And Russ has considered doing the same thing because Russ also has ADHD. Mm-hmm. So he's on a stimulant as well. And
1: and that would just be detrimental to your marriage. It would. That, that has really turned things around completely in terms of
2: him everything. getting properly diagnosed and medicated for it. He, we thought he just had like depression and anxiety okay. and he went to a new doctor and she was like, I think you have ADHD and I'm going to put you on Adderall.
1: So you know about Harry Potter, what would your Patronus be?
2: My Patronus is called Prozac. If it manifested as an animal. Um, I think that it would be some kind of bird. I don't know what mm. kind of bird, but mm. I envision like an owl or mm. like a raven. I, really am just super on board with normalizing mental health issues yeah. i don't know a single person who doesn't have them mm-hmm. you know to an extent yeah
0: mm-hmm. and We're all a
2: little fucked up right and i i think it's really sad like i watched my mom's generation for example when she first found out i was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications Three or four years ago, she laughed at me and was like, you don't have any of that. And I was like, well, I, I do. And quite frankly, you're probably fucking why. Right. Exactly. Uh, Okay. And I just, it's that generation in general though, is just so like mental health issues or I'm stronger than that. I don't need a pill. And they're the generation that had us put us on Ritalin. Right. And Ritalin was horrible. And so now they're like Mm anti-medication, you know? Yeah. It's, so I, just with that being my mom's reaction and then having a child who I have to advocate for him. Mm -hmm. Like I tell people, oh, my son has ADHD and they're like, Oh, so he's hyper. And I'm like, if that was all he fucking was. It would be such a goddamn blessing. Right. Like if all my kid was was hyper. Right. Great. But it's the meltdowns that they don't see and the literal physical freakouts, like where I have had to lock him in his room, holding his door shut so that he didn't hurt himself or his brother or his sister Mm -hmm. or me, quite frankly. Yeah. And, I mean, it's – people don't see the shitty, shitty part of ADHD. Yeah. Right.
1: And um, and he's been also diagnosed with oppositional – Oppositional defiance Defiance disorder. disorder. Yeah. So he's got
2: a couple things going on. And, you know, people (laughs) – that's another thing. People see kids with ODD, and they're, like – they just think that it's a child who is, like, not disciplined heavy enough or too disciplined or, like – He's just a brat. Mm And
1: I'm like, no, he's just this is just
2: him. Like this is just and it's crazy because I think it's something like eighty percent of kids that have ODD also have ADHD. Yeah. So they are coupled together kind of as a mental illness. Mm -hmm. So his two issues Mm -hmm. got CPS called on us Mm -hmm. in like the first grade. When he was in the first grade, because he would just lose his shit all the time. Oh. And so they started taking him to his school counselor, who was like poking and prodding and looking for answers and Mason's yeah, yeah. manipulative.
1: Yeah. And Which so he was also part of the disorder. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: And so yeah. he picked Which. up on what she was doing and he started feeding her false information. Oh, my parents hit me all the time. Oh, no. Uh, because she was looking for it. She was searching and mm-hmm. pu- and
1: asking those questions in just the right way. Right. But he knew what she was looking for. But there's yeah. also a level of anxiety that goes along with... I need and to so you give say what you they the want information here. that you want me to say, right? Because
2: that's actually what led to him getting his diagnosis. Okay, okay. And it's what led him to being in therapy and on his meds and getting the help he needs. And honestly, he's a really
1: good kid now. Yeah, it's something else to try to get your kid the proper diagnosis. Yep. Up in here. And then the correct help following that. Yes. Yeah, it is. I'm well,
2: and that's the part that it's interesting because he has these issues and he's nine he just turned nine in July Mm -hmm. so he is hard to rein in on his own but then you take my husband who's 35 years old and didn't get diagnosed with his ADHD until he was like 31 32 yeah Yeah. not even he was like 33 it was just a couple years ago yeah Yeah, it was like pretty recently and I I have spent the past 10 years with Russ trying to micromanage him and get him to focus and get him to rein in his emotions because another part of it is like You get overwhelmed and you just fly off the fucking handle. Well, I expect that behavior from my nine year old, but my expectations of this grown man are very different, where I'm like, you don't get to just lose your shit and punch a hole in the drywall. Like your name's not Kyle. We don't Mm -hmm. we don't act that way. Right.
1: (laughs) Sorry to all the Kyle's But to be fair to both of them That is Unmedicated? Yes. Can you really expect something different? Right. Is it really fair for you? And this is like, this is why his mental health is so hard to talk about because it's like, well, but Kelsey, now you're impacting their mental health. Exactly. And you're like, fuck Russ. Why can't you act normal? He can't act normal. He literally physically cannot do it. Yes. He does not have the capacity. So on a good day as parents, we're walking around trying not to do permanent damage to our kids. Right. And you have better days now that there's this magical medication for Mason, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Better days for him, for really. Him. But but how are you handling your mental health? I'm because not. It sounds like it's deteriorated while oh, going no. through all of this. And you don't have time to take care of yourself no, or financial mess. capability right Total now. Total mess. Because
0: well, I'm wondering also, like, so you had this family therapist, what have you, come in. like. Mm-hmm. She spoke to just only you and Russ. Did she say anything for you guys? Or no. Or she purely just there for the purely kid? Purely for the kid. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I mean, for us, she was basically like, and this is what really got me at the end of it because she said that per family that she has to coach or whatever, mm-hmm. she has $200 per family to spend on them for things that they need, like toothbrushes, diapers, food, okay. things the kids need, clothes, whatever. Sure. And we have a pretty nice home. Yeah. On some property. We both had really good jobs at the time. Mm. He still does. Um, and she was like, I don't know what to do here because I'm looking around and like, this is not the typical home. I don't think I've ever been to a home like this. She was like, what do you guys need? And I was like, literally nothing. I don't need anything from you. Like. Right. We this both have good-paying jobs. We do not abuse our children. We, I would like to abuse yeah, them right. now, especially. Yeah. I know that CPS better. has been called. Oh. Well, yeah, and you because know, not only could something have happened to him, but you can look up ODD outbursts on, like, mm-hmm. YouTube, and they're yeah. fucking violent. They throw
1: shit. Yeah. They... My... Yeah
2: girlfriend's daughter has ODD mm-hmm. yeah which is interesting because it's not as common for girls mm-hmm. yeah, and- but she grabbed a pair of scissors and like went after her school teacher in elementary school like she had to be institutionalized mm-hmm. for like six months in Seattle wow. so not only could something have happened to one of us but something really could happen to him
0: right right mm-hmm.
2: And thankfully, he was diagnosed really early. It was in the first grade, which I guess is really rare. Mm-hmm. Usually, you don't catch it until they're a little older and really bad shit starts happening. So his his doctor at the time, well, she's still his doctor, but she was like, "We're really lucky that we're diagnosing him now mm-hmm. and figuring this out now because yeah. we can basically, you can." basically therapy ODD out of people.
0: Okay. So you outgrow
2: it eventually. ADHD, that's always there. Exactly. And then they have the...
0: Actually, I've talked to somebody else about this. Is it like, are they actually growing out of it? Or are they just
2: Getting the tools they need.
0: It's it's
1: learning to change their own habits. Yes.
2: A behavior. It's
1: um, cognitive behavior... Yeah, cognitive behavior therapy. And it's literally trying to, like, teach you tools to help reroute pathways in your brain. Right. So then that way, if you're like, if I use this tool enough, eventually, that's what I will do. That's the choice I will make. It's called the STAR. So you stop, think, act, review.
2: Yeah. Stop what you're doing, think about it, act differently, and then review how that could have gone better. Okay, is what Mason is supposed to be doing. Yeah. One of his therapy mm-hmm. things. And. In a moment. Where he is pissed off at his five-year-old sister. Because she's five. And she's fucking the worst. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he. Like. This morning. I walked out on the couch. And. Sorry. Excuse me. I walked out on the couch. And he has her like pinned down. With his knee in her back. Her face is like in the couch. And she's crying and screaming. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. Please explain to me why you're on top of your sister. He hops off and he's like, she changed my channel. And he hadn't been given his meds yet this morning. Mm -hmm. So something as simple as she changed the channel on the TV from this stupid YouTube thing I was Mm -hmm. watching to who even fucking knows what was enough in those moments to send him into like a violent fit with someone who's so much tinier than him, right? And in that moment, I don't have the capacity to yeah. think, okay, we need to visit the star with him. I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you if I ever see you touch your sister like that no, again. Or really anyone else. I'm
1: gonna it I literally plan, am bitch.
2: like, what the fuck are you doing? Get yeah. off of her. Yeah. And it's like, I have just woken up. Right. This screaming from her is what woke me up. Oh, have man. had no caffeine when I'm an addict. So I like in that moment, I don't have
1: the capacity to react appropriately.
0: Right.
1: Okay. So I have to say something that might be uncomfortable, but you Get it. deflect when we ask you about your mental health over and over. I know. So. I do. I mean, you have been, I mean, you have shared with me in the past, you have anxiety mm-hmm. diagnosed, you have been medicated for it. You mentioned earlier, oh, you know, I had to stop taking my meds because of the cost. Mm -hmm. But how are you doing it? You have kids at home. It's COVID, you know. I'm kind of not. I mean,
2: I got to be really honest with you guys. Like, I'm not. I'm not coping. I'm not doing great. And that's why I don't hang out. That's why you don't see me very often Mm -hmm. is because I'm just. I'm barely getting by mentally right now, and I just am trying to – I mean, my goal every day is to keep it together until mm-hmm. I can go to bed. Like, mm-hmm. I literally tell myself over and over, like, just hang in there. Russ will be home at 4.30, 4.45, and then you can shove the kids off on him, which is horrible because he has worked all day. Yeah. And he has mental health issues, and he has – he needs a fucking break. Right. You know what
1: I mean? Well, and – you guys need each other, in right? Order yeah. Your marriage and your relationship exactly to right. can survive. Exactly. You know? And so, I
2: um, I I think for me, I'm like I'm so busy taking care of everybody else. Yeah. I just have put myself so far on the back burner that it's just. And now it's winter. You know, I had started like going for walks yeah. in the morning. I would sure. like listen yeah. to a podcast, go for a walk just kind of take some time to myself. For a while I was waking up early with Russ, having my cup of coffee, reading a book, just like having some quiet time before chaos mm-hmm. ensued. Yeah. And like that was fine. But um, I've really just been eating so many edibles. I'm not taking care of myself, really. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, I don't know. Well, and you know, it's frustrating, too, because a lot of the things that they give you to help with Depression and anxiety also completely kill your sex drive. Yeah. yeah. And all Russ wants to do is bang.
1: Yeah. I and mean, that's I, part of the ADHD. Yeah. Style,
2: so when I'm on those meds, I'm like, it is the Sahara Desert, my friend. Yeah. Like, you better. Get a yeah, big-ass bottle of lube. You right? because... better just... We should probably fuck in a pool of lube. Yeah. That yeah. way. <laughs> there you go. Just fill up the pool <laughs> Just, just we got to just yeah. the whole bottle. Because yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, literally, there is nothing he can do
1: when I'm on those meds to turn me on at all. Well, sure. and it's also the same... The opposite way. Right. Because Paul has been on um, antidepressants mm-hmm. off and on. He doesn't struggle with um, like chronic depression as much as like situational depression. Right. And um, so when he goes on those medications, it's the same for men. It's mm-hmm. like, and oh my God, like does that take a big hit to a man's like pride? hundred percent. Everything. Cause a lot 100%. of the stimulants can do that too. Yeah. My understanding. Um, so We haven't had months.
2: that problem yet, but uh-huh. he was on Prozac before he was yes. on Adderall and we, that's like a soft Oh my <laughs> God. It was like, you know, those TikToks where the dudes are shaking back and forth yeah. and it shouldn't. Uh-huh. Hit, like that's all that, it was the softest. Softest thing. <laughs> Maybe if I fold it up, I can right. and then, like, Well, it reached a point where I was like, "Are you cheating on me? Like, are you fucking someone else?" He's and like, oh. he was like, oh, "I wish I was." Right. Like and he I'm was like,
1: like, "I just okay,
0: want get right <laughs> <But laughs> to get a boner." Didn't even get morning wood. Like he's room. like,
1: "Work." Uh. So then, well, and then here's how fucked up
2: our healthcare system and mental health system is really. He goes to the doctor. He's like, bro, I can't get a boner. Mm. And his doctor's like, want some Viagra? Yeah. Uh-huh. When I say, bro, I can't get a boner, they're like, sorry, bitch. Yeah. Where's my boner pill? Right.
1: I need a boner pill. I'm
2: in menopause <laughs> yeah. now I'm 37 years old.
1: <laughs> and man, do you get some weird looks for even mentioning it to your doctor. Right. Well, can you help me? I'm having vaginal dryness. Right. I have a healthy sex life in my marriage and would like to have sex with my husband without it feeling right sandpaper (laughs) or without having to use gallons and gallons of loot right exactly well and you know I feel like having an orgasm is a is
2: important for your mental health
1: well isn't it Maslow's hierarchy of needs isn't sex on there
2: I'm pretty sure it's
1: of the Top three, I thought. Yeah. Or, like, the bottom. You know, we the
2: got it. Yeah. Maslow was like, you guys got a bang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and for Russ, too, like, he is – he's one of those people where – I just have this, like, cycle of keeping other people happy and, like, fucking over my own mental health so it doesn't get worse.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He is one of those people where, like, if he's not getting laid consistently, his mood is, like, yes. I have married the devil.
1: Oh, yeah. That's bad yeah. too.
2: And I'm, like, oh, his my God. Sorry I didn't suck your dick this morning. Like, I yeah. had strap yeah. throat right. <laughs> or, you know, whatever. I'm, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: Well. Um, so we have to. Or. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, and it's like, it's interesting because, like, especially in relationships and partnerships that have been around for a long time, the mental health of your partner, excuse me, does impact the mental health of yourself. Right. Because you have to
2: keep, and I think not only in a marriage, but also, like, well, all three of us were married. We all have children. Yeah. And it is impossible almost it feels like to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. when you're also trying to take care of your husband, take care of your marriage, take care of your children, especially when they're little. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every waking moment I have is consumed by one of my children. They're Mm -hmm. all younger than 10. Yeah. Yeah. And there's three of them. I'm outnumbered so hard. It also fucks with my mental health because I hyper focus on like, am I fucking up this kid's life Mm -hmm. by letting him
0: with these choices right like am
2: i making the wrong choice i I was talking to my mother-in-law the other day and i was like honestly at this point my goal is to just instill enough trauma that they're funny when they grow up
1: right (laughs) not
2: like psycho killers but funny it's (laughs)
1: like Ooh, did i make you cynical
2: Right. That's really what
1: I was aiming for. Right.
2: Do you think the mm-hmm. office is funny? Yes All or no. Right. If you exactly. don't, then not enough trauma happens. Right. Or too much happens. Something went wrong. I need that just that really nice. A amount. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know, it's impossible to, to take care of myself.
1: Yeah. So right now. What would you say? Um, I think it's kind of a good point, and I think it would also be good to come back to you and in- Yeah a couple months or in a year and see if you have taken any steps um to work on getting yourself some self-care time or mm. anything like that um
2: yeah you know the fucked up part about it is that when i was working and going to the office every day um or the 3 days a week
0: yeah. that i went yeah.
2: was my mm, yeah being taken care of was going seeing other adults Having that 30-minute drive to and from work where I could listen to music or listen to a podcast, that was what I think was keeping my mental health semi in check. Mm -hmm. And I also at work had you, Amanda, to be like, hey, I'm having, like, a mental breakdown. Can we, like, go in this room Yeah, and hash it out? And you'd be like, fuck yeah, I have a meeting in five minutes. You have five minutes. Lay it out.
1: Well, now I, I wouldn't even have meetings, so I can totally hash it out with. Well, you right. yeah, it's but you know what that. I mean. Like that's what my yeah. saving
2: grace was, or Brendan right. would be like, "Bitch, you look a mess. Like, yeah, get exactly. in here." <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: I'd
2: be like, "Okay." Yeah. And that's what was keeping me. Same. Sort of, yeah. Like yeah. that's what, and it's crazy because as anxious as work would make me, yeah, just because of the circumstances there. It also was like an escape. I'll take care of myself when I'm in my mid-40s.
1: What Sarah and I are realizing through all of our conversations is that, like, regardless of the problem, whether or not you think it's a first world problem, it's a, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, it's impacting you Right. right now. It's having, and in your case, sometimes very physical manifesting right right. that's what i'm thinking yeah within you Mm -hmm. and yet you're like i don't have time for myself right i mean i don't and i can't afford to take care of myself and and i I don't know if
2: part of me is like manifesting some of this because like i'll make the decision that like i'm gonna have some me time right i'll go in the bathroom i'll run a bath I'll put all my candles out. I'll light one of the incenses that, like, whatever I'm trying to work with in that moment. And, like, put all my crystals around the bathtub. And I'll be like, all right, bitch, you're taking a bath. Like, you need to calm the fuck down. I'll get my meditation app going. And, like, I'll try to just chill. And literally one of the kids busts in and they're like, hey, I'm going to poop. And I'm, like, mid-meditation. And I'm like, so then I won't for a while. And Russ, honestly, God bless that man now. Because he... We'll be like, do you need a night away? Like, mm. I can't get you a nice hotel room, but, like, right. I'll put you up at that Motel 6, girl. Like, oh, you nice. go take some you time. Yeah. You know? And, like, uh, I don't remember when it was, but I, he got me a night at the Davenport Grand mm-hmm. and oh, nice. was, like, Uber Eats, some Red Robin, and just fucking chill. Mm-hmm. Like, All do TV, you? Yeah, he was like, I got the, kids. the yeah. kids. You obviously need it. Because he knows I'm a fucking mess.
1: Yeah, you guys. You know, it's not like, long enough. He knows your cues and everything. Right. You know when you're like, shit, she's about to blow if I don't right. do something right now. Right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And it's hard too, though, because like on the weekends he does take his medication breaks, like yeah. he's supposed to. So then when he's home, he's a fucking mess. Yeah. And then I'm a fucking mess. And yeah. we're both just like one-upping each other on who's messier, not trying to, but you know, like right. we're both just breaking down, just down all mean, weekend. Like, yeah. And it's um. I don't know. It's just a fucking mess. That's my life and my mental health. Mhm. Nice. Party on, Wayne. Party on. Party on. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the COVID like lockdowns have been my dream come true. Yeah. Like you are telling me not to leave my home, and to have everything delivered to me, right. and like completely isolate. My depression says fuck yeah. Yeah. I would love to. But yeah. Your
1: depression's <laughs> like, sign me up. Yeah. I have been there for years. Yeah. Let's do this. She was yeah. real, like,
2: yes, yeah, queen. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> do it. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You're, and, you're welcome. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. We appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Appreciate yeah. you. Bye.
2: Oh, bye. Take the
1: pill and use the glove until you have a child of love and that one life. And that one life, you work all day, and make no pay, and debt is mounting every day. And that one life, and that one life, when the world seems to be slowly crushing your dreams. Anxiety, depression, doubt, There's now one life is shitting on you. To find your way through this now.